0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Uncle Sam Soccer Podcast. I'm Jake Watroba, and on today's episode, we talk all things MLS as the MLS Cup playoff picture is set. Listeners, you can follow the show on Twitter at Uncle Sam Soccer Pod. Please send in your feedback and thoughts on today's discussion, and we would love it if you could rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast. Now, Let's get to today's episode. USA! 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 USA!
1: USA! USA! Thanks for listening to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. Keeping you up to date with the latest in American soccer. And don't forget to subscribe!
0: We're back we are back justin uh mls decision day yesterday afternoon the playoff picture was set yesterday for uh mls cup playoffs uh so I, I guess we're gonna skip formalities here asking you how your day's been what you've been up to um listeners actually i'm gonna plug justin for himself uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Justin Sosa 99 You can, uh, if you're on Spotify, and I'm sure you can find it on Apple and any other uh, podcast platforms, Justin did a little sit-down interview with uh, Philadelphia Union center back Mark McKenzie. It was, uh, what, about a 40-minute long interview? Yeah, you say, it was Justin? like
1: 40, 45 minutes. Mark is a super chill guy. Like, it was awesome just talking to him. He was very open about everything. Um but, yeah, you can find that interview at the Scouted Football podcast. Um, for any of our fans who actually care, though, my day has been pretty good, even though Jake didn't ask. <laughs> it, I it,
0: it's. Uh, I guess it's kind of like a cold open, if you will. We'll just don't even. <laughs> we just jump right into the episode. But, yeah, go to Scouted Football, search them on Spotify, Apple, anywhere else you get your podcast. Listen to Justin's interview with uh, Union center back uh, Mark McKenzie. Well, I'm glad you're doing great. I'm glad uh your day has been swimmingly so, so far. Uh, how was your MLS de- decision day? How did you enjoy that? You had uh, all all the games going. You had uh what about one half of the league playing at about I guess your time would've been 3:30 in the afternoon and you uh, had the other half playing uh at about 7:30 in the afternoon or at night. I mean, how what were your takeaways? What do do you enjoy? Do you think MLS needs to do that more, where you have a, a whole slate of games starting at one time, rather than we have a game at noon and then we have a game at three, and then we have five games at five thirty, and then we have a bunch of games at nine o'clock at night? Like, do you think MLS needs to move to that format? Like the NFL basically does that, where you have the slate of you know games at one o'clock, and then you have that, mm-hmm. that full slate at about three or I guess in your time, four four thirty, And then you have the, the night cap, which is, you know, Sunday night football. Do you think MLS needs something like that where everything's happening all at once?
1: I mean, I think the, the, the setup they have for decision day is pretty cool. Like it's like premier league decision day on the 38th match of the season when they have all the games playing at one time. And then NBC will do like they'll transition from one game to the next and the other and, you know, talk you through it as they go. Um, so I like that they had the, you know, East play out their games first and then the West had their all all their time slots out. Um, as far as just like regular season stuff, I wish they would be more regulated in terms of like times and scheduling that they played. I feel like that's everybody's concern, even like players and coaches. Um but we might still be a long while until they actually work that out. So
0: what were your biggest takeaways yesterday? Was there anything that happened yesterday that stood out to you?
1: Not necessarily something that stood out. Something that pissed me off was that NYCFC beat Chicago, and I wanted Chicago to make the playoffs. Um, And now that Chicago didn't make the playoffs, Miami's going to be there, and I just don't like Miami. I don't like the way they play. I I think they're boring. Um, At least if the Fire made the playoffs, it would have been like a really high-scoring game regardless of who they played. Um, Takeaways, though, like I I hear a lot of people saying like teams that you don't want to play in the playoffs – um, and it seems like it's almost every team you don't want to play in the playoffs at this point. Um, but for me personally, I honestly think Nashville is, is Nashville and NYCFC are genuinely two teams you don't want to play at all that like might trip off a few of the top four seeds in the East, like Orlando, Philly, the crew, and Toronto. Um, that was pretty cool. And I think Colorado showed a little bit of grit, too, to get a late win against Houston. They're going to be a fun team to watch in the uh, West.
0: Justin, it's funny you mention the Rapids because I got a text last night from what we'll call an MLS insider uh, or MLS source rather, kind of taking jabs at me because of a late goal by the Rapids that sealed Minnesota United's fate, if you will, in giving them a matchup against the Rapids and how... This person basically said, I, would not, I wouldn't want anything to do with the Rapids, so good luck with that. Good luck to your loons on November 22nd when they have to toe, uh, square off with, with the Rapids.
1: I mean, Minnesota's not been bad recently. I thought they picked up – they've been pretty hot.
0: Uh, I believe I mean, they I are be unbeaten worried. in their last eight games. The, the issue with Minnesota United is they have all these injuries, and I think they're, they will be missing a couple of key players – in that game due to the inter, due to the international break, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Now that you bring up the international break, LAFC's kind of screwed with that too, because Rossi and Rodriguez are both going with Uruguay over this break. And I think Diego Palacios and I believe it's Jose Cifuentes is the fourth person, are also going on international break, which means they're missing Three starters and then Palacios because he doesn't really start that much anymore. Going into a game against the Sounders, an away game against the Sounders, which is like, like I want, I I don't know, like I that that feels like it's going to be a blood in Seattle's favor, but I also don't want to doubt the fact that LFP or you know they still have Vela to, to pull something out of his hat or whatever the case may be. So that's going to be an interesting match to watch too.
0: Yeah, let's actually run down the the matchups here, Justin, real quickly. Um, And then we can kind of digest maybe a matchup or two that we find to be the most attractive as we uh, get ready for the opening round. Uh, The the two playing matchups in the East, uh, if if you've forgotten, there were actually 10 teams to qualify for the playoffs in the Eastern Conference this season, as opposed to the West that only had eight. The two playing matchups are New England-Montreal and Nashville-Miami. Uh, both of those games will be played at or will be played on rather November 20th with the uh, revs and impact opening play at 6.30 eastern time followed by Nashville miami at 9 pm uh, eastern uh, moving on a day later when the the rest of the uh, playoff bracket kicks off orlando will take on NYCFC on november 21st at noon Eastern, followed by Columbus Crew and New York Red Bulls at 3 p.m. Eastern. SKC and San Jose uh, will then take off, or then will kick off, rather, on November 22nd at 4 p.m. Eastern, followed by Minnesota, Colorado at 7.30. And then, to cap everything off on the 22nd, Portland, Dallas at 10 p.m. And then we move uh, to a couple days later. Uh, Toronto and Philly, They their opponents aren't set yet. Justin, so Philly will actually get the lowest seed still remaining out of New England, Montreal, Nashville, Miami, and then Toronto will it, Will play the, uh, the remaining team still left standing out of those four. So uh, Toronto versus To Be Determined, that'll be at 6 p.m. Eastern on November 24th with uh, Philly playing at 8 p.m. Eastern. And then to cap everything off for the first round, Of the MLS Cup playoffs. Seattle and LAFC will play at 10.30 Eastern. Now Justin, which one of these matchups do you find to be the most intriguing? I feel like in years past when you would look at this schedule. You know, for me it would always have been Seattle-LAFC. Just because of who these two teams are. I mean they played in the Western Conference Final last year. Uh, You got Vela, you got Jordan Morris. You have all the names. Seattle, they've won you know, a couple of MLS Cups, LAFC has always kind of just been, since joining the league, they, they feel like they've been, you know, maybe them and Atlanta are kind of the two darlings in MLS, but like you said, LAFC is going to have players on international duty, there's no fans whatsoever in stadiums, I feel like that kind of makes for an interesting situation with a lot of these teams, uh, where do you sit on what you find to be the most intriguing matchup uh for that opening round
1: um i think orlando nycfc is probably the most interesting matchup in the east for the for the first round um orlando's obviously been doing really well this year and nycfc is coming into this pretty hot uh but nashville just upset orlando at home uh with three two win so you know orlando's got to bounce back from that loss but nycfc is going into this in really good form i think they've scored Nine goals in their last two games, so four against the Fire and then five against the Red Bulls, um, which is, you know, pretty good, all things considered. Um, so that's probably my my marquee matchup in the East for the first round. Um, and it has to be Seattle LAFC for, in the West just because of the names and the players that are going to be involved in the storyline between these two teams in terms of they're always going at each other to be that best team in the West. Uh, at least since LAFC's kind of been around, you know, I feel like the Galaxy were like LAFC's first hump to get over and now it's Seattle getting past that Seattle barrier. Um, but if you're not looking for the mainstream matchup between Seattle and LAFC, I think Portland Dallas might be a pretty good matchup too.
0: So Justin likes every matchup. Uh, Justin's just super intrigued <laughs> I mean, by three. MLS. I mean, He's I mean, super three. intrigued by MLS cup playoffs. Uh, I mean, for me, I agree with you. Orlando, NYCFC, I watched a little bit of that uh, Hudson River Derby, uh, maybe it was about, was about a week ago, week and a half ago, mm-hmm. uh, where NYCFC, I don't, I don't, sorry, I'm, I'm pulling off the scab here uh, as you're the resident Red Bull fan here on this uh, podcast. Uh, as NYCFC ran over Red Bulls in the second half there, uh, Tati Castellanos, uh, Maxi Morales, Alexandra Matriza. I mean, I think NYCFC, like you said, nine goals in their last few, uh, how many games? Was it the last uh, three games? Two games? Nine goals in their last two games with the run of form they're on. We've always questioned Orlando. Are they for real? Obviously, they made the playoffs this year. Uh, they finished, you know, fourth place in the Eastern Conference standings. Obviously, they are for real in that, in that case. But – we talk about NYCFC. We've talked about them a lot on this podcast, just about how they're, they're, they don't seem to be able to get the job done in the playoffs. They kind of curl, you know, shrivel up and die. Here's a golden opportunity for them. Orlando, they're green, first playoff appearance in club history. Let's see NYCFC. You know, let's flex some of that muscle. Show us that you belong there. Show us that you you can be taken for real. I want to see them do it for me. That Orlando NYCFC matchup is the most intriguing uh, in the Eastern Conference in the West. It's, I mean, man, does anybody want to watch SKC San Jose?
1: If if SKC figure out how to dismantle the San Jose and put seven on him, I'll watch it. Otherwise, that's it. it'll probably be a chaotic game, but I don't think it'll be a high-scoring game. <laughs>
0: Man, I mean, this—I believe these two teams played back in MLS is back tournament in the one of the first two rounds, and I think everyone sat here, sat and said there was no way San Jose could win. I think San Jose did win, uh, but man, that that matchup—don't quote me on what I just said, by the way, folks. I could be completely wrong, but we don't let the facts get in the way of a good uh, good narrative or storyline on this show. But but for me, SKC San Jose—that is not a good matchup. I couldn't give. I couldn't give a you know what about it. I mean, for me in the west, obviously, I have my own biases. I'm going to be watching Minnesota Colorado, but we're going to take we're going to take that out and put it to the side. For me, it's Portland Dallas. Uh, I think that's the most intriguing matchup. Um LFC, I mean, they haven't they haven't looked all that amazing this year. I mean, they've they've been fine, but I don't know. It just feels like someone's missing with them this this season and and, and with Seattle, I mean, I almost feel like it's ripe for Seattle to kind of run run them over this this time around. So, um, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. We got two weeks here before uh, the playoffs get underway, and they this this website it's been in the news quite a bit recently. Given you know we are still in the uh, we're recording this November 9th. Uh, we are still in the in the midst of an election season that doesn't ever seem to want to go away. Uh, five thirty eight has their MLS Cup projection or projections out, and uh, we'll just go through the top five. Uh, the most likely club to win MLS Cup according to Five Thirty Eight is the Philadelphia Union at twenty five percent, followed by NYCFC at twelve percent, the Seattle Sounders at eleven, SKC at ten, and LAFC at eight percent and justin i guess i wanted to ask you are you at all surprised to see nycfc ranked higher than the likes of toronto columbus and orlando as those three teams finished above nycfc in the eastern conference standings
1: yeah i mean i think there's you know this takes into consideration recent form and like we've been saying nycfc has been really hot lately um toronto as we know, has been relatively indifferent. Crew, kind of the same thing recently. Um, even Orlando, I mean, all three teams below Philadelphia uh, and above NYCFC have kind of hit this weird form where they can't, where they're either on their A game or they just get caught out one night against um, a team that you wouldn't necessarily expect them to lose again. You know, Orlando again lost to Nashville. Toronto lost to the Red Bulls. I mean, I even told my dad, I was like, I, I think Toronto might kill us. Um, we were watching the game, uh, and then ended up losing two, one to the Red Bulls. So it is, it's not necessarily surprising taking that into consideration. Um, I am surprised that like, I, I would assume then that that has a pretty big influence on like who's supposed to win MLS cup. But like, we, we always talk about how, you know, you kind of just have to catch form towards the end of the season. Um, to really make a run in the MLS Cup playoffs and potentially win it. Uh, so maybe this, this is NYCFC's, uh, you know, little spark to catch fire and potentially make a, at least make MLS Cup final or something.
0: I wonder if MLS teams going into the playoffs pay attention to stuff like this at all, 538 projections or anything like that. Because to me, this feels like it could be bulletin board material for, for, a, for a club, most notably Toronto you know, they have the pedigree. They've been there every year. I mean, I don't, I don't know. We'll, we will, we'll get to Toronto here in a second, but.
1: Well, I would, I mean, I Nashville's coach, Gary Smith was talking about how, like at the beginning of the season, they saw the predictions and stuff for them um, to finish last. And they kind of used it as motivation to, to finish as high as they did and perform as well as of the season. So I, you know, I'm, I'm on the same page as you. Like, I'm sure some teams have seen this and they're like, look, like these guys, like a team like, NYC, well, I don't know. Ronnie Dela Ronnie doesn't strike me as somebody who would go on 538 and be like, wow, our odds are pretty good. Um, but I'm sure there's a coach out there somewhere who's, who's seen these numbers and is kind of like, look, guys, we have, we're backed somewhat by the numbers. We have an opportunity to make a run. You know, let's, let's try and let's try and pick something up. Maybe Bob Bradley looks at this, like we said, you know, they're going to be missing a few guys because of the international break he sees this 8% and he goes, guys, look, we're missing four key players and we still got a pretty decent chance of making a run. Who knows? Maybe that's his, his little strategy going into this, this, this year's playoffs.
0: Now <sighs> Philadelphia union. They're, they're kind of a peculiar team. I think for a lot of people, they they won the supporter shield, but they they don't have that big name star that uh, that viewers gravitate towards. They're made up of you know a bunch of homegrown players basically. They're you know developed from within. Should they be viewed as the favorites for this uh, for MLS Cup playoffs? Like I said, they won the supporter shield. Five thirty eight says twenty five percent chance that they 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 may, they they win MLS Cup playoffs. Do you agree? Should they be viewed as the team to beat uh, heading into the playoffs?
1: I think so. I think any team that wins a supporter shield, you know, regardless of the extremities of this year, um, should be considered a favorite for MLS club. I mean, it, it's, this trophy is basically supposed to show that you were the team who held the best form and produced the best results over the longest period of time in comparison to everybody else in MLS. Um, Therefore, that is a sign that you are a good team and you should probably be one of the favorites to win MLS Cup when everything's done and done. That being said, I also wouldn't put it out of my mind that Toronto and Seattle are obviously favorites as well to potentially make a run to the MLS Cup final. Just with the way things have been recently and these teams are kind of built to win now, um, especially with how much older their group. That, that window, though, is closing between these two th- between these two teams. Um, and we see it with Toronto and, and Michael Bradley's not playing as well anymore in midfield. Even for Toronto, um, Omar Gonzalez is getting beat a few times at center back, at, at least once a game. Um, so you know Toronto's already facing their own issues. Um, Seattle's players are getting a little bit older too. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think Philly deserves to be to be seen as favorites for for MLS Cup.
0: I feel like I'm becoming the Steven Jodran of this podcast because I'm going to basically, I feel like what I'm about to say is something he would say, which is show it to me, prove to me that you can win an MLS cup and then I'll, I will give you the respect you deserve. But until you do that, I'm not going to take you seriously, which is kind of how Steven looks at a lot of things as it relates to sports, uh, being that he's the spoiled, uh, you know, Stevens hasn't been on this, this this podcast for a few f- few weeks, but I'm going mi- to meet our New England Patriots quota here, uh, being that he's a spoiled New England Patriots fan and that they win the Super Bowl what seems like every other year. Uh, I, I kind of agree with them on that sentiment as it, as it would relate to the Philadelphia Union. Show me you can do it, and then I will I will give you that respect. But like you kind of alluded to there, Justin. For me, it's Toronto and Seattle. I think they should be viewed as the favorites. I think Toronto, this 538 projection, it's a slap in the face to them. I don't know why they aren't on there over the likes of a team like Sporting KC or even LAFC, for that matter. Uh, there, That's another team. I've actually been a staunch LAFC fan and have defended them numerous times in the show, even though they've come up short. But at some point, you got to prove that you can you can rise up and overcome, you know, when it matters the most. And they had their opportunity last year against Seattle. They didn't do it. And looking at these projections, I think it's kind of a slap in the face that Toronto isn't ranked as high as teams like SKC and LAFC. Now, Justin quickly here, before we wrap things up tonight, I'm going to put a gun to your head. Okay. I don't want to do that, but I'm going to do it. Okay. Give me your MLS Cup predictions. Give me who's going to play in it and
1: your winner. Oh, who's going to play in it and the winner? Okay. Well, I'm going to say Portland is going to win the West. Um, the East is going to be so difficult. You know what? I think we're going to have a rematch of the MLS's back tournament. I think it's going to be Portland, Orlando in the final. And I think Orlando will win it this time.
0: Wow, that's a that's a juicy prediction. Um, yeah, I, that's a, I that's I, yeah, that's a that's bold.
1: That's It's such a loony year, and you know what? I, if Orlando like gets it. over the NYCFC hump, I, I think they have a. I think they'll rally well enough to make at least the final. Um, and then if Portland is is their opponent, I think Pareja is going to be in everybody's ear saying, "Hey, let's win the big trophy over them and, and kind of take take revenge for what we lost in Orlando." For me,
0: I uh, I think we run it back again for a fourth time. I'm am t- I'm, t- I'm taking the I'm taking the easy way out. If everything just feels like it's trending towards Seattle, t- uh, Toronto again. Does it fair. not? I don't know. You know. For me, it does. It yeah. just and not to mention the pedigrees of those two teams. They've been there. They've done it. They know what it takes to get there. Everything about them just says we know how to win when it matters the most. Um, the East is wide open. Like they're like. For me, I don't feel like there's. I know the East has shown. If you look at the standings, looks like it's a gauntlet.
1: Mm-hmm. With a,
0: it look, it appears with the point totals that the best teams are in the Eastern Conference. But I also think on the flip side of the coin, it, it's it's wide open. I think Casey Keller said earlier uh, on ESPN FC, you can flip a coin to kind of decide who's going to win MLS Cup. I think it's a little crazy. I'm not going to flip a coin on Miami or or Montreal or the Rebs or who you know whomever. But, I don't know, the, the East seems wide open. I think Toronto could, could run it back and appear in a, I believe it would be a fourth MLS Cup final in five years. And, on the flip side, it's... it's Seattle just looks like they're the cream of the crop in the West. I know they, they're, they're below SKC in the standings in terms of uh, points per game. But Seattle just feel like they're the best team in the West to me. I don't know if you get that feeling too, but... You know, if I was if I if I was going to Vegas and I was putting my house in the line, that those are the two teams I would bet. Seattle I mean, final. I know it's like I said, it's easy way out. It's the easy way out, but it
1: just feels right. To your credit too, though, my dad was doing like the bracket predictions or whatever. Um and he got to the Western Conference final and he was like, I'm at Kansas City, Seattle for the final and I don't want to pick Seattle, but I want to pick Seattle. And I was like, and I'm thinking about it and I go yeah, I mean, I don't see what's stopping you from picking Seattle. Like, that's the thing. I mean, that's also to Steven's, you know, point too, is they've been in this situation. They've proven they can get it done. So that's why so many people are confident or can be confident in saying, you know, yeah, I expect Seattle to make a decent run because they know what they're doing when it comes to the playoffs. Um, You know, the stigma of them falling asleep halfway through the season or, you know, they sleep half or through half the season and then they wake up and just kick off for the second half. It is what it is, but then at the end of the year, if you're with an MLS Cup, who cares? You know, if that's if that's your primary goal. Um and if that's the trophy you want. Um so yeah, I think it's I think it's fair to say Seattle could and may very well win the West. Toronto just looks too fragile this year for me though, to say that they're going to win the East. And like I know they have great players in Pozuelo and Piazzi, and you know, is making his way through. And, and all the like, but they just don't – their defense and, and that central part of their midfield, just at least defensively, like where Michael Bradley plays, just doesn't sell it for me, that they'll be able to pull off a big win against, you know, a Union, a crew, or Orlando. And, you know, the Union smacked them around 5-0, and I get that Toronto was missing a bunch of players that game, but it, it just doesn't – it doesn't look good – in my eyes for Toronto as, as far as making um MLS Cup this year.
0: Well, I can't wait for Toronto to uh drop a touchdown on the Montreal Impact when they when they play them in the playing game. I don't know if they're gonna play in the playing game. Actually that'd be cool if they did because you'd get a you get the, the Canadian Derby um in the opening round. But uh that's it for today's show. You mentioned Steven Joderand He's actually going to be, he hasn't been on on a couple weeks, but he's actually going to be on our next episode. How do I know that? Because as soon as I hit stop record on this episode, I'm going to call Stephen Jodron on Skype. And the three of us are going to record an episode on the U.S. men's national team roster as they get set to play Wales later this week. So be on the lookout for that episode. Uh, you should uh, see that by midweek. But that's it. He's Justin. I'm Jake. Follow Justin on Twitter at JustinSosa99. Follow myself at JakeWatroba. Follow the show on Twitter at UnkSamSoccerPod. For Justin, I'm Jake. We'll talk to you guys next time. Deuces. <laughs>